Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I love this when I read millions of listeners, thousands of shows. So which one to listen to is the question. And I want you to know that you are on the right show. This is the Pure Hope show that chooses topics that coincide with what I call current affairs on the planet at this time. So welcome, my blessed, beloved family of light. Welcome. This is a pre-recorded program tonight being done right after the spring equinox. So the first thing I want to also say is happy first full day of spring. These times for me, the spring equinox, is such a holy time for me, and I honor the energies that come into the planet at these times. So what I believe is we're sitting inside of a gateway, which can trigger a combination of many types of energies. One is leaving, rising, and embodying. So the amplification of what is happening in the consciousness of light right now is that critical mass. And right now it is here to reveal an alternative reality of freedom, peace, and consciousness of the light. And it is critical mass uh, happening on the planet. So we are so fortunate to have on our program tonight Shirley B., who is a star being and one of my favorite star being, and I'll tell you why shortly. She says, and I say that we are now ready to embody our new templates of our true self now. And Shirley will help us during this program tonight. Shirley B. does not hesitate into being who she is. This is what I love about her because she is a a woman who's just out there revealing who she is and not hesitating at that and bringing that out. She is relaxed and she has relaxed into what I call her sacred self and her sacred contract by helping us through initiations that can help us change our DNA tonight. She is a woman who is being assisted by cosmic source energy to help people step into their self-mastery. Full disclosure of your true being is at the top of the list at this time. I'm going to repeat that. Everyone who's listening, because... All of you are star beings. Full disclosure of your true being is at the top of the list at this time. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about Shirley B. She is a daughter of Holocaust parents, which certainly has shaped her life. She has been able to pick up spirits since she's been the age of around six years old. And at the age of eight, she knew that she had full-blown psychic powers and abilities. She is now an intuitive reader, a medium, an energy worker in Colorado. And she is in contact with Commander K, other commanders, and so many other spaceships that she will be talking about tonight. 
Um, she's in contact with those spaceships and commanders that are now currently around the Earth at this time. And that is what I find so enormously amazing about her. So let us welcome to the show tonight, Miss Shirley B. How are you, my dear? I'm doing wonderful. What a great honor to be back on your show tonight. I am just thrilled, and we always have so much cool things to talk about. And, you know, if we were having coffee, we would probably be talking until the sun came up. (laughs) We would just be having so much to look at. I know that you have been doing some incredible work also, So, and you've been bringing in a lot of amazing uh, new information yourself. So I'm going to talk about uh, some of the things when you mentioned the Commander K. Probably people are scratching their heads over that. Uh, Commander K is the head of the Black Federation, uh, mainly with the Rocky Mountain region. But when he does the activations for uh, for me, he brings in other fleets and other galaxies of fleets that go on endlessly through what I would call different timelines, different dimensions, uh, through the speed of light, through many, many light years away, uh, past, present, and future. So they come in interdimensionally, and they could come in and fleet in the, in the million, because they're, they're, they're actually the ones bringing in the activations. And, of course, we have seen uh, the Syrian councils, the Syrian ships, we've seen the Arcturians come in, we've seen Palladian ships come in, and I think that many of the ships that are coming in that are helping interdimensionally to change not only the Gaia and the Earth DNA, but they're looking to change our DNA as to get us into our free will, which is our greatest gift, and to understand who we are and to activate, activate us and bring us into a higher consciousness. And I think they're all working together with us in a mass consciousness. And as we grow in this consciousness, we connect within a matrix that helps each other grow even more. So we are sharing each other's greatness. We are sharing each other's consciousness. And we are all one. We are all part of the I am one. God, in order to know God, must experience God in order to come back into God. God equals number one. And zero point frequency is the divine finger of God because that's where all potential waits to become. And when we go into that place of neutrality, then we can choose, we can recreate through DNA our new experience into what I call containment into our life. And if you look inside a mirror, inside a mirror, you know, if you ever put that mirror up against a mirror and you see all those, you know, endless uh, dimensions, it would be pretty hard to comb your hair or put on your eyeliner or brush your teeth, shave, you know, something like that. So we have to bring something into one image in order to experience it and be able to contain it. So consciousness entails many, many different levels. And, of course, that's spiritual, that's physical, that's mental, that's emotional, it's ethereal, and it affects our translucent bodies, and it is happening all at once. Well, when I told people from many, many programs, many, many listeners, 
I believe that many people are confused right now to whom to listen to and who to really follow. Who do we believe at this time? What do we believe? We're hearing so many messages that I think it's very hard for listeners to discern on what is happening in our world today. So how would you help people discern? Because, you know, we both know everything on the Internet is not true. But So how do well, people discern? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And anything that keeps you from what I call a consciousness of one, a consciousness of what I call sure greatness or a consciousness of higher of evolution. Anything that keeps you from your authentic self or does not resonate to your authentic self, something that puts you into fear, something that separates you out from another group, uh, something that makes uh, a splitting of consciousness. This is the bad guys. This is the good guys. I mean, yes, there are those that may not have our best intentions uh, for us. Maybe they've, you know, been controlling us for many, many, many um, thousands of years that the illusion became a reality and now that we're growing, they're not real happy with losing that kind of control. Also, what we're not understanding is they are in their own illusion that they have to control in order to be powerful. Uh, power, power is within us. Power is generated by free will, by choice, by connection. And power has always been our inherent free right. We have always been powerful, powerful as we share the God I am. We are also number one. All soul mappings equal number one and connects to the divine I am presence. Anything that I would call narcissistic consciousness, something that has conditions, something that has favorites. And this could include religions that include a God of favorites, a God of great judgment, a God of wrath, um, something that um, may hurt our fellow beings or or others in order to um, be loved by God. You know, these are obviously illusions, you know, perpetrated by other illusions. But when the illusion becomes a reality, it does become very, very hard to discern what what is right and what is wrong. So what we have to look at is whatever has consciousness as life force. So darkness cannot sustain itself because darkness contracts, it continues to contract. So it has to have some kind of form to live in permission of the light. In other words, you put an object of the light to create a shadow. And in that shadow, it becomes a form of consciousness that imitates the object in the light. But it is not the object. It is the shadow of the object. And the object can be fear, It can be anger. It can be whatever separates us in some way. But it has to have some kind of form. It's not fluid. Love is fluid. Love is always moving. Um, It's always in a torsion type of motion. 
It is always something like ether that we can create from love. But if something is informed, then it, it has to have kind of a condition, a boundary of which to exist. And you can fill that shadow with a lot of consciousness, and the more you fill that shadow with beliefs and with consciousness, the stronger and the more powerful it becomes and it creates its own wisdom. It creates its own truth. It creates its own uh, its own godlike energy, so to speak, because it's getting deeper and deeper. With the more we believe, uh, the more we believe that the shadow is our con- our reality, and the more we're going to feed it. So the trick is feed the form. If they can get us to feed that form of consciousness and give it more and more power, then it's going to become a stronger reality for us, and we will resonate to it. We will gravitate towards it, and if we hear something that does not agree with that form, then it might not resonate with our truth. Just because something resonates does not necessarily mean it's the truth. Now, that's a tricky one because, that's oh, yeah, that resonates. That's got to yeah. be, you know, got to be right on. So we have to go into our heart within, the heart within and connect to the I am presence within us and look at it almost in a third-party consciousness. You have to get out of Otherwise, the form is going to speak to you and it's going to direct you. It's almost like a collective of a private universe. And a lot of this is what's been um, created in the world in order to keep people confused. So what we have to recognize is what is that object creating the shadow? That's the first thing you want to ask. Am am I in a shadow of consciousness? That's Hmm. what you want to discern. And if you are, what is the object creating that shadow? So Mm -hmm. it could be many. The thing is, is, if you take that object, uh, you know, literally out of the light, the shadow mm-hmm. disappears entirely. It can't survive, and it's like it never existed in the first place. So what we want mm. to do is get that object out of the light, and that object can be false information. It could be lies. It could be, it could be many, many different things. So what we want to do first is, Identify, are we in a shadow of consciousness? If we are, what is it telling us? And if it is a shadow, what is the object that is creating that? And once you identify that, it could be fear, anger, or a collective that wants to control, you're, you're going to identify it and you're, you're going to move out of it. You're going to get away from that object. Or we want to work on removing that consciousness out of the light, whether through meditation, uh, meditation, through healing, the activations that I do are designed to remove that object out of the light, to remove the illusion. I think most forms of consciousness today that are calling us into meditation are coming in in a much more higher evolved, removing those objects out of the light. And then you can't identify with the shadow. Poof. You can't even describe what it looks like. So when consciousness mm. moves that quickly into neutralization, then we come into what I call a daily manifestation to create from love 
to create from the ethers, to create from the God I am manifestation, to create a completely new consciousness and a new matrix containment to experience our lives. So how do you how do you discern confusion when you're in a confusion state? That's the only way I can think of that can help move you out so the consciousness can look so completely different or you can't even find the consciousness you are attached to, then you know that something was not really the way it should have been, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I I continue to go back a lot to Jerry and Esther Hicks' information about being in the vortex and being in alignment. And they said, when you have a feeling, you ask the feeling, where is that taking you? And when you're not, when you're out of in sadness, or when you're in fear, or when you're in doubt, or when you're in lack, you're out of the vortex. You're out of alignment with your divine state of being. And Esther obviously calls it your total well-being in is in joy and happiness. So that's how I discern is if I'm in a feeling that takes me out of the vortex. And and again, they always talk about that our life kind of mirrors back to us. If we are in the vortex, it also mirrors back to us if we are out of the vortex. So... Um, so that's how I discern. I love that. I love that. And that really puts a beautiful um, description of what I just described. I mean, that's because the shadow could be that vortex, you know, because yeah. even the shadow can move with torsion, you know. It's got that motion in there. So oh, yeah. you're moving out of the vortex, and then you talk about connecting with the guy I am, your well-being. So I think that we definitely describe the same thing, but I love the way you put that in a very easy place to identify and be able to move out of that consciousness. And mm. I think that that's wonderful. And, of course, the the Hicks were so wonderfully ahead of their time. <laughs> you know, they, wow. they were already ahead of yeah. us in evolution to bring us into where they were at. Yes, yes. So, so when, when you state, Shirley, that you are a star being, I love that. Please explain <laughs> that to our listeners because everybody's afraid to say that they are a star being or I don't think a lot of people have a reference point to understand what is a star being and what are you doing here on this planet, star being? I'm creating all kinds of nice chaos to free us up. Good, good. Uh, Yes, you know what? Star beings. Star beings are manifestors, consciousness. Star beings are bigger than our physical bodies. And every one of us are a star being. And it's the realization of what we really, really embody. Most of us are afraid of our own power. Uh, Perhaps we've had past lives or um, judgments about what power is and judgments about how power creates itself. Most of it looks corrupted to us. We have no idea what it means. 
power means overcoming. Power, might makes right, you know, the power of um, overtaking or, you know, money is power. Uh, I don't think people understand what power is. Being a star bearing is all omniscient. It's all powerful through creation. That is a star being. It is embracing your calling. Because every single one of us are divine. Every one of us are star beings because we are, we embody the, the, the divine. We are divine beings. We are magical. We are powerful. And what happens is we become afraid of our own manifestation. We can become afraid of what we can create because we're afraid that what we're creating may be wrong or we really are separated from God so what we're creating isn't what you know what we would call um, the, the right thing to do we question ourselves so being a star being is basically embracing your divinity and bringing that divinity of creation into wherever you're at wherever you're at at any moment, at any time. And I think that the star beings who realize who they are in their divinity are helping all of us and the rest of us to know who we are beings. Each and every one of us are incredible instruments of manifestation, and we all matter. We all matter, and that separateness is illusion. So the star beings are galactic. They are interdimensional. We exist as a collective. We are not just one entity, and we don't exist in just one timeline as one physical being. We are existing in a collective of many divine beings. And you can pull from that, you can pull from countless multiple and alternate timelines of your collective to bring in answers and to bring in um, manifestation and this this is what makes us so amazing as beings because as a collective we have so much access to so much powerful information so embrace what you know this is what makes us a star beings embrace what you know we are divine so the star beings are knowing our divinity in my case, I think I've been very blessed with the given gifts where I can help bring in what I call templates of activation that can change the DNA. And when you change the DNA, you change the language of what we resonate mm. to and what we attract. Mm. So as star beings, uh, we, we, we can basically metamorphosize even within ourselves, and we can change the language. We are beings of many languages. So uh, infinite beings is a star being. So I think being able to bring them the knowledge to realize our own divinities is why I would call myself a star being, but that is to bring in the awareness of other star beings because we're, we're never alone. That is my intention tonight with your help, Miss Shirley B, to help people remember. 
who they are because what the what the heck would you say is going on upon our planet at this time and why it is so essential for us to reclaim who we are and bring that forth. What what is going on or happening on our planet at this time? How would you explain that to our listeners? I think it's a major shakeup. I think the Earth itself is evolutionizing. I think that the, the Earth itself, or Gaia, as I would call it, is going through her own ascension, which means Gaia's DNA is changing and evolutionizing. I think the patterns or the Things that used to make sense to us make no sense to us now. Our safe little bubbles that we created that has its own rules, conditions, and ways of being are suddenly falling apart, so we don't even know what we're hanging on to. Uh, We're being forced to uh, get out in our own little galactic market clubs and discover and create, and that can be scary because one... We seem to think that security is no change. We know exactly what we're doing, how we're doing it, how it's going to come in, and we think we're in control, but what we don't understand, that is controlling us, literally. So what's happening, that object's moving out of the the light, and here comes our our shadows of consciousness that we've hung on to for dear life that we believe we are, and and how we think, and and where our, our... power really lies are all falling apart and those who are not evolutionizing are those who are not kind of keeping up with that type of um, evolution are, are feeling psychotic or even acting out psychotic it's, it's, uh, it may be a very very scary thing it's, it's like looking at the blue sky and waking up one morning and it's green or it's purple you know something you've always known suddenly has changed right in front of you and it's not the same uh, type of thing that we used to know. So when that yeah. happens, uh, ouch, what do we adhere to? What do we think? Of? Well, oh my God, what's going on with us? What are we relating to? Oh, oh my God, what do I believe in? Everything I've ever known about God through my religion and how to pray and all our rituals, and don't think rituals don't have power. Of course they do. Everything I've ever leaned on in order to make things work and to make things happen in my life has now changed and transformed. And now we get to create daily. So the uncertainty is uh, what's shaking people up. So here comes maybe some false information or information that is um, information that is supporting what they used to believe. So they try to hang on to it for their life and it's not working. Or uh, maybe we're not used to being in our own power of evolution and our own creation. And so when that happens, um, we look for other sources of power in order for us to to create from, instead of really creating galactically from within who we really, really, truly are. So uh, when that happens, it can become quite a frightening thing. But... There is a comfort when you connect to the I am God of love and there is so much power in love and you start to become centered and you start to connect with the the great Gaia connection and the evolution, a new and different kind of security starts to come in. 
because we're attaching to our true divinity. And then we find out what we believed was truly protecting us never was. So it's embracing the new template, the new DNA, and our new selves. We have to embrace this, and we have to embrace it with our with our divine. Otherwise, uh, what's going to happen is we will look for support the way we used to get it desperately, and we will try to stay within that paradigm, and that does not work for us. I love that. Does that make sense? A new yeah. To me, to me, it makes total sense. I hope everybody heard that. A new template to embrace a new template and our new DNA. And if we embrace the new template and new DNA, then we become intentional conscious creators. And we create what I call that golden age then then there is no need for Social Security because we're able to create differently than that. You you hit the nail on the head, I think, when everybody is so much in fear because of what, of what they think is real is now coming to an end. And the most important thing I thought you just said is that it is not our security. It has control over us. And then we go into fear. Fear because it is going away. Yes, so and I, controlling us is also in fear because it's no longer in control. Yep. New templates, so. everybody. <laughs> I, I'm excited. New templates. I, I would pound my hand on the table here, but you could hear it over the air, so I won't do it. I'm in great <laughs> because I'm drilled up about the new template and our new DNA. So when I, what I've heard during this time, that exposure to the star beings are going to be made clear during this time upon the planet. And if that is so, how is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? Or is that who we are? Or, you know, that whole thing, are we the ones we're looking for in the sky? <laughs> I mean, really, we might be the ones we're looking for in the sky. I think you're absolutely right. We we are the pie in the sky, and that's what mm-hmm. we haven't realized. You know, and, and people say, oh, if you don't want to grow, you're going to be forced into it. It doesn't work that way. Love doesn't force us into anything. Love reasons with us because love makes sense. I mean, yeah. it just does. And when love becomes the ether that we're, we're, we're bringing into our containment that we're creating from, you're going to have a very, very different creation than if you're creating from fear. Fear has rules. Fear has conditions. And now that fear is wrong, just identify why the fear is there and what you're afraid of. I mean, I don't agree that we have to jump around going, we are wonderful life beings. We are here by God. You know, we, we don't have to all turn into pixies. This is not what we're being asked to do. We're being asked to, to embrace our divinity. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, uh, we we have fairies and pixies out there that are having a great time doing that. What we need to find out is how we're powerful in our divinity. Yes. You know, why our divinity is far more powerful than what we've been hanging on to. So really, Shirley, I want people to understand why the importance is to change the DNA because I'm going to give you just a small, small example of what happened to one of my clients here today. He was in the office. He had, 
had a great, 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 uh, in some ways, kick in the butt from spirit about honoring his wholeness and things like that. And then he walked over the lip of my doorway and he talked about going to Panera and what's good at Panera. And I says, well, you know, you you might want to get half a salad and half a, and he goes, well, he says, that's my proof that I'm not whole. I mean, I thought like, where in the heck is that coming from? Like he just had a kick in the butt reading about honoring and respecting his unbelievable powers and ability. And as soon as they cross over the lip of the my office, Shirley, sometimes they completely lose the message. So do they need to get a new template or new DNA in order to have that stick to them? Or how can we help awaken people? We have to identify what, what the heck is going on here. Basically, sometimes... It's easier to say, I don't deserve my own divinity than to embrace my own divinity, which is nonsense. It's an oxymoron. I don't care if you don't think you deserve your divinity. You have it anyway. It's available to you anyway. You're never going to escape it. And because you have free choice, you can can be free to believe you don't deserve. (laughs) That's part of your divinity. Guess what? Yeah. So he's manifesting wow. a deserving issue because he he thinks he doesn't deserve what we call uh, holy divinity. Okay, what 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 the heck is that? All right. Now this is something that I call a mass paradigm of, of religious consciousness. Okay, not that religion is bad. You can truly find God's religion, but you know you you can truly find God's religion. If that works for you. Certainly, God will come to you in any way you embrace God. There's, I'm not, you know, going as that. But a deserving issue, that's narcissism. It's narcissism. It's, um, it's one way or the other. See, here's the problem when you have a worship of what I call a narcissistic deity. And you can't call it God because God divine couldn't be narcissistic because it's not part of the divine. So let's say we're worshiping a, a narcissistic deity. And this deity has favorites, and this deity is saying, oh, you are so wicked and disgusting. I can't accept you unless you, uh, 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 you know, do this, do that, do this. And folks wind up with this list of what you can and cannot do in order for God to love you. And they become maybe a little secure in that. Because after all, you know, the concept of sin, heaven knows how much that has changed in the Bible through countless, 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 countless generations of writings that it doesn't even mean what originally was written to me, that you get all kinds of strange things like repentance, you know. Repentance means, you know, you get rid of your sin, you know, you, you give your sin to God, whereas repentance in the Latin means renewal of the mind. Here, here it is with language again, the sermon through language. What he was basically telling us, I'm more comfortable with my rituals of not deserving because I embrace huh. the reality that says I don't deserve. So through free will, he embraced, you know, a template of I don't deserve. So after he started to feel better and feel that love, it's like, well, I'm used to feeling like I don't deserve, so let me go back there because a I think I'm safe there. Wow. It's a ritual. Feeling you don't deserve it is, 
is a ritual thinking. You know, you decide why you don't deserve. You have to have a list of what you don't deserve, okay? <laughs> so uh, the fact that he didn't want to be healthy means he probably deserved to have cholesterol. <laughs> you know, this means I'm not whole. Well, only whole people eat kale, okay? And, uh, and they eat fiber, and only whole people want to be healthy, <laughs> which is crazy, wow. you know? So toxic, toxic is as toxic does. They let it wow. down to. So when we got templates that tell us being toxic, we, we need to be toxic because we embrace a whole bunch of toxic thinking. Well, you know that tra- that goes into language. It says, "Hi, I'm toxic, and I'm going to attract toxic behavior, and I'm going to act toxic, and then I'm going to think I don't deserve love because this has been programmed in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of my generations and my ancestors." behind me, and this is what I know in consciousness, so um, I'm going to embrace what resonates and what I know, because this is alien to me, this divinity thing of all, how how could I be the way I am if I'm wicked and no good, a divine being who deserves love, unless I believe the right thing, act the right way, confess the right way, do the right thing, and start dancing the way this... Um, narcissism kind of tells us to dance because if narcissism becomes holy if this deity represents a god to you then what happens if narcissism becomes holy then love looks like narcissism certainly if i only love you hope if you wear red on tuesdays (laughs) you know uh, then then you know you're going to have to wear red on Tuesdays for me to love you, and you're going to believe that's what you have to do for me to love you, and you're going to you're going to act accord accordingly, right? So yeah. when we have a um, what I call a shadow of a belief structure, in order to be loved, then naturally you're giving power to the consciousness that created it in the first place, and then you're doing this dance. So um, when narcissism becomes holy, two things happen: people can become the extension of the god ego because I think being like God is having all ominous and power over people, or they become the martyr. Not that service of martyrdom is wrong, but martyrdom through being a victim does not serve very well. So we are embraced with a society where even uh, a divine being, and I'm not saying it did or didn't happen, suffered and died for our sins, and this is so drilled into people rather than the redemptive Christ that rose again a new being and connected us perhaps to the Father in redemption. But somehow that kind of gets missed in the translation except on Easter. You know, he has risen. You really get a drum down our throats that Christ had to martyr himself to save us and then suffering becomes holy instead of redemption. Well, and the redemptive Christ becoming holy. Do you, if, you see the, if you see what I mean. In our church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember being raised in a church where I would, where we'd say, like, during, I forgot what day it was, like, Good Friday, when we would say, crucify him, crucify him, crucify I mean, we had, we would say that out loud in that church. And I just think, and they think the Hope in Her Faith Center is weird when I'm trying to everybody say, love, let's love, let's love. And in the church I was raised in, we would say out loud, I mean, hundreds of voices joined together, 
crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And I remember that as a child. And um, so right from the get-go, somebody was changing my template because I thought, this is odd. I mean, this is really strange to teach me an eight-year-old to yell out loud to kill somebody. That's odd. So... And that comes with a lot of judgment and a lot of very interesting what you call templates. The thing is, is um, we're becoming more evolved as children. Here's something that's happening that's interesting galactically, galactically as star beings. You know, by logic, you would think we would carry the patterns of our ancestors in further and further lower vibration because that's what's been going on. Because you know, we actually gave up our um, connection, a lot of our connection of our DNA, way back in order to be controlled. I mean, this is what you know, we've been told metaphysically that in Atlantean times, we allowed quite a bit of our DNA to be disconnected. So I think what's happening is we're coming in uh, through generations of star beings are coming in with perhaps more of their DNA connected and more of the evolved uh, bodies coming in and learn to use a certain part of our brains. Perhaps more of those brains are being opened up. We'll only use a certain amount of our DNA. Perhaps we're using more of our junk DNA. And so you're going to have a natural awareness in this case, especially the early indigos, which I think you and I are, or the earlier indigos, but now we're getting the crystal children and the golden children and the uh, um, the Blu-ray kids. They're coming in with higher and higher awareness. So if somebody were to yell at those kids, crucify them, they look at you like a lost in marbles because that certainly yeah. doesn't uh, resonate. So what's happening is the new templates are changing our DNA. The new consciousness is changing our language. And that which used to make total sense to us no longer does. Just like that eight-year-old, you came in with more awareness, and you're like, crucify, whoa, whoa, why are we yelling this? Hasn't this act been done before? You know, so, you know, with your awareness, you're like, what is going on here? And and any forms of genocide, that they make a, a being wrong, a race wrong, a, a country wrong, a religion wrong, and therefore they deserve to die, it's just, it's just the worst example of it. And yeah. the fact that my parents were Holocaust survivors is very the reason why I went after the work. Because I started seeing, acting out things in myself that was a result of, you know, the, the victim mentality, the paranoia, you know. And so through genocide, you can create a lot of devastation and a lot of people, you can program people to create their own self-destruction, literally. Wow. So it's like a, a computer program. You can do replicas. You can create a program to create more programs just like it. Consciousness works exactly the same way. That's how oh my God. fear is like a nanobot. Good. It just replicates itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You change the DNA, well, and then we can no longer brace that. This is what I love about your work, Shirley B., is that you have worked on me several times. You've worked on Miss Jody Schultz here at the temple many times. And every time you do work on us, we do not believe we know that something has happened. And so <laughs> our DNA an activation of our DNA has really opened and we get that new template that we are stronger, more powerful. We don't believe in 
I don't want to say BS, but we don't believe in those old templates anymore. And we're not um, kind of mind controlled by those old templates because what I see for many people is they're in mind control with these old templates. And the work, I want everybody to know that the work that you do, um, it, you help release, I believe, the old templates to bring in new templates so they are not robotic anymore. So we begin to say no to being default creators and become much more intentional creators. So, and you, I think you do a wonderful, wonderful, holy job at doing this because I don't feel any type of arrogant energy in you. I want everybody to know she's called up. She said, I'll help with energy shows. I'll help you energetically. I'll help that temple energy. She didn't send me a bill for $1,500. I mean, you've been so gracious and holy in your work. So I was wondering if you have anything coming down from Commander K to help share a calibration with everyone who might be listening tonight. Well, let me explain what kind of activations I do and what I'm talking about. We are all, everything resonates to frequency and vibration. Everything does. And everything has got a longitude and latitude of frequency and vibration. Uh, knowing that the soul mapping is number one, uh, I work with a gematria numerical sequence that seems to really work with changing the frequency, thus changing the DNA in our bodies. So what I was shown, and it was kind of very interesting, is that since our soul mappings are number one, here I'll go through all series, and number one is one, 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 one. See, the number one is the ultimate mutable number. It would make sense that God is number one. God is all things. But here it is. You can't reverse number one. If I was to do the one activation and somebody said, oh, I want to control you. I don't like that. I'm going to go reverse what you just did. Have a good time. Do you reverse neutralization? Can you attach to something that no longer exists? And how do you reverse number one? Because it's back and forwards. It's all things. It's infinity. One really is infinity. It's a line. Have a great time trying to reverse that. You're just going to go back in the line. It doesn't reverse. It doesn't go forward or backwards. It is. It is all things. Quite a thing to uh, comprehend. But the nine is the ultimate gematria number. That uh, kind of goes back in the number one. If you go into the mathematical uh, formulas, uh, you know, one divided by nine, you get point one, 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 one. It just keeps going. All ones, infinite. Divide that by nine again, something kind of peculiar happens. You get zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, zero, one, two, three. And it's like, what the? And somehow the eight disappears out of that sequence. And if you look this up on the Internet, you can see all kinds of formulas that they work with with this kind of sequence. So maybe the more benevolent outworlders that like controlling us kind of had a nice idea that they could put a false frequency within that mathematical divine formula because it is a true mathematical formula and put a false connection between that seven and the nine that uh, maybe is illusion 
it's their false connection. Maybe they put their own vibration in there. So you would embrace through your soul mapping um, their reality as your own reality as we control you, we own you, whatever, you know, that is. A sickness, disease, um, self-destruction, sabotage, all these things, you know, abundance, all these issues that you you create as you think is this is my reality. And so there's access through the illusion, and this is why um, abductees have had such a hard time, because a holographic body of energy, of information, gets thrown back into their physical bodies, and then the DNA, you know, snaps right back out to the control that was there. And noticing that this kind of thing was going on, I had a tantrum, and I said, what the, we have free will. So what happened was uh, we were almost being tricked through free will to choose the illusion as a reality. So we were freely choosing our illusion because we believe that this is, was the you all know, that is. So that's, that, that's pretty interesting. So my question was, how do you bring the eight back into the sequence? Well, what I was told was you, and this was by the benevolent outworlders, by the way, bringing these activations as great power, who have also as great an understanding of frequency. They said you need a mutable of eight, nine, because the nine is there. This is what was used. So we need a mutable of eight, nine. And, of course, the six works very nicely, too. It is a soul number. And we have the divine 72. And this is where you get the 72 names of God. The 72 is, is a very holy number. It's a very divine number because it carries these ultimate mutables that can go into frequency of all directions. So we have a mutable now of 8 and 9 because we know that 72 divided by 9, here's your 9, equals 8. But if you divide 8 by 72, you get 0.1111111111. There you go. So by using the divine 72 with these uh, sequences, you can put the 8 back in its proper place. It kicks out the illusion because the 8 truly belongs there. And it synchronizes with the number 1s, 1111s, and it completely integrates completely, and then the illusion no longer has access. Ever. And so these are the um, the templates that I do. And, of course, there's many different ways to bring this in. So um, this is what I could certainly do a demo of. Oh, not a demo. We could do an actual activation, if you'd like. However you want to do this. I just want to share okay. this. You blew me away again because Spirit uh, had me put up a total of 144 crystals in our great room. And when Ooh. you said 72 is a holy number, a powerful number, mm-hmm. I thought, wow. So we got 144 Lemurian crystals hanging up on our great room. So yay for that. Okay, yes, we yeah. would love to have you do an activation well, what's 72 and 72? That's <laughs> yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I had to put it down on paper, and then I held the paper up to Jody because she's in this room, 
And because everybody has been asking me, why 144 crystals? I said, I don't know. Spirit told me to put up 144 crystals. Now because I know. Well, um, 144 is a holy number, and that's supposed to be our, a number of fully connected DNA is 144. Now, I'm at what I, I'm at the 100 right now, but I had to be able to hold these activations physically first because I was the one bringing them in so everybody else can get them. And so until I could physically hold 144, which I'm not quite there yet, I'm at the 100, also I'm bringing in all kinds of different numbers of other activations, um, 144 will be that great number of fully connected. And um, we... Yeah, and, of course, we know the uh, Reverend Carrie Chapman does divine equations, and she does the reconnection of the 24, 48, you know, 12, 24, 48 reconnection of the DNA strands. It's, it's kind of a cousin of what I do. And she's connecting wow. uh, all the DNA, but as she, you know, teaches that 144 is the highest number. So you're putting in that 144 crystals is in connecting that 144 um DNA strands through frequency. It's connecting the monads, which we have 144. Um, uh, the monads over 144 of our branches, our personalities, you know, our different lives. It's a it's a very high holy number, and that is a very divine number. And of course, 72 plus 72 is 144, which means it is already an ultimate mutable because it carries the 72. It's half of it. Wow. Blow me away, Miss Kennedy. (laughs) Blow me away. Well, yes. Can we do a bit of a calibration for we we are on the air for another half hour, so Oh, okay, good. So we can do some really fun stuff. Okay, well I brought in um a couple of things. Um I kind of asked, um, I asked the spirit, what would you like me to do here? And uh, also, uh, I do want to let you know, not only am I up to an 100 attunement, I've got many rates. I have a heart rate. It's called the 136.1. We have detached from pain body rates, brain reconnection rates. Um, these uh, beautiful, beautiful activations are now going after the GABRA. Uh, gene sequence, which causes a lot of uh, mutation, which causes addiction, you know, um, the craving of alcohol, that type of thing. They can now are very powerful. Uh, we have enneagrams that help bring in the Sasquatch um, entities that could come in and bring in um, all kinds of messages. So I've been very blessed. They've been giving me some great, great stuff. And the best part is sharing them with amazing gifted, incredible people like yourself that are able to bring these theories so beautifully on your own. See, the greatest thing about frequency is you can't own frequency. You can't own it. You can't contain it. You know, even if you put a bell on over it, you know, you, you really can't contain it. You can't own the 528 of tone. You can't copyright it. You know, somebody might say, oh, I want to put a copyright on your activations. They can't. The processes work on their own through frequency, longitude, and latitude. We don't own frequency. It's like trying to own a sound. 
like trying to own a bell ringing. Frequencies come through every single modality you use. So the greatest part about this is, even though I use matrix energetics to bring in this kind of frequency, right? You can use Reiki. You can use shamanism. You can use reconnection. You can add it to countless other templates you may already use in your meditations. You can use this formula anywhere through anything because it, is, it runs itself. It is what it is. And so you can bring it through any modality you wish to bring it through. I mean, if your modality is standing on your head and going, oh, they can still come through that, it doesn't matter. Frequency is fluid. It is everywhere. That's because it is of the God divine, which is everywhere, which is fluid, which is ether, to bring it to our experience. That's what we, that's the bricks that we build from. So when the, um, we notice that the eclipse, uh, don't we have a, a solar and a lunar eclipse very, very close to one another? Kind of created yeah. some interesting energy. <laughs> And eclipses are changes. Those are some huge changes that are are out there. And they had me literally bring in what um, I call a lunar uh, activation. And the frequency, the truth of that geofrequency of the moon is a 210.42, and that's what I I call this. And then the frequency of the sun is a 126.22. And it was a, a very uh, fascinating because they literally had me bring in these Sobegio, you know, these my activations, bringing in the Sobegio Hertz's in a way where the energies crossed over each other like an eclipse. And they even had me call out my neural beats that were exact, taken from a recording of an eclipse in order to bring in huge transformation and change because that's what the eclipse energies are about. So I got to do this in the Star Knowledge Conference on 226, uh, 2017. It was a very, very powerful conference uh, in Golden, uh, Colorado. And then I did them again at my fair. Uh, uh, my metaphysical fair where I was a speaker. I brought in the lunar rates again in order to even deepen that consciousness. But at the start of it's where we anchored them in. And now I'm able to connect people through those lunar rates. And you, you could do that as well. We also brought in, uh, I believe it was on December uh, 15th at uh, Soul Inspiration, we anchored in the galactic, the activation of the galactic heart and we brought in beautiful frequencies to go with Gaia and the uh, the great galactic heart that we anchored into Gaia. And we had a, a tremendous group uh, there that was on the line, on the phone, and they were um, listening and helping to anchor in this beautiful uh, activation. And we did play it with real Soldagio tones. And it was very, it was fascinating, and we had an amazing, uh, a very powerful activation. But I think what I'd like to do is read uh, the rates 
to um, connect us to that activation that we anchored in. And those who were present at that first anchoring, they, they are the anchors. They're almost the guardians of that, that tremendous activation. But now we can anchor others into that beautiful rape. Now, we, I, I can't play the Silvagio tone with us like we did there, but I can certainly read the numbers that block that in. And even just calling in the tones, uh, they will still bring in the frequency of them. Shall we do that? Would that? Be great. Do you think we could? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what we called, uh, what I call the activation of the galactic heart, was a one one two two one ten, because the one one two two is the master Solvagio frequency. And you guys can get on there and play that one one two two. It's a very beautiful tone. It's an amazing uh, kind of high tone. Now these Solvagio frequencies, they can bring us into those higher. Um, DNA places, they do change our DNA. They do change our, our frequencies of what we resonate to. So if we're listening to these, they can be very, very powerful. So, you know, do listen to these pure tones because they are gorgeous. They're, they're amazing. And uh, and like I said, we can't change it. It's pureness of a real tone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to just calling the masters here just to bring it. I know that we have Commander uh, Kay and all these uh, tremendous amount of galactic fleets that are present for us here. And we uh, we want to thank uh, the Commander Kay and all the different fleets he's probably brought in about. Well, he's been bringing in millions um, to a lot of my activations, and so he is letting me know that he has kind of an infinite number <laughs> connected in bringing this activation up through your show. And uh, through the Cosmic Cards, because of Michael and Vanna Mercy, we thank the Center Guides and Masters who are present for the activation, the Galactic Heart activation and healing of spirit. And uh, I did a lot of calling in before I got on the shows because it would take a lot of time to announce everyone. I know who's here, but it's uh, the Galactic Fleets. We have Archangels. We have the angels, we have um, the Senate guides and masters, and we have many, many different gods, goddesses, saints, and, uh, that are present at this time, the elementals, and we, of course, thank the Arcturians, the Syrians, and the Galactic Federations that are, are in. So uh, I am going to get started. We're gathered here to light the fires of the Kalini of the Galactic Heart, lighting up which will, what was once hidden from us. Let the will of the God I am be revealed so we can face our own internal darkness, finding the infinite light within our souls and waking within us the Galactic Heart. Open us up on every level and let us speak with love. Think in love and act in love. One one two two divided by seventy two equals fifteen point five eight three three three. One one two two divided by two equals five sixty one. One one two two divided by three equals three seventy four. One one two two divided by six equals one eighty seven. One one two two divided by eleven equals one oh two. One one two two divided by two two equals fifty one. One five point five eight three three three. 561, 374, 
187, 102, and 51. And we want to thank the presence of Archangel Metatron, the keeper of the captured records, who is recording this and putting this in the group, the captured records on this date today in March 28th. 2017, and this will be listened to by each and all listeners, and on the state today, March 21st, 2017, as we are bringing it in on this date. And by the way, the 28th is a 10, so that is a perfect, perfect date for this to uh, be resonating out. And we thank the listeners uh, who are on the phone lines. Get ready because we are going for it. Integrate and activate all bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, ethereal, and all translucent bodies of all those gathered here in the collective and to all bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, ethereal, and all translucent bodies of the earth to its core to the following nine Sylvegio frequencies of the heavens and earth now. Sylvegio 174, reduce pain, reduces inflammation in the physical body and toxicity in the emotional bodies and creates bitterness from the heart. One plus seven plus four equals 11 times 10 equals 110 plus one equals 111 plus 111 equals 222. Two plus two plus two equals six times two equals 72. 7 plus 2 equals 9 times 17, equals 153. 153 minus 77 equals 76. 7 plus 6 equals 13 times 5, equals 65. 6 plus 5 equals 11, plus 1, plus 7, plus 4, equals 22, times 10, equals 220, minus 100, equals 120, minus 10, equals 110. Sylvegio, 285, influence energy fields brings positive frequencies to all energy fields, spinning them in directions for the greatest good. Spins and activates heart chakra. Two plus eight plus five equals 15. One plus five equals six times 10 equals 60 plus six equals 66. Minus 11 equals 55. Five plus five equals 10 plus one equals 11 times two equals 222. 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6 times 12 equals 72. 7 plus 2 equals 9 times 17 equals 153 minus 77 equals 76. 7 plus 6 equals 13 times 5 equals 65. 6 plus 5 equals 11 times 10 equals 110. So Veggio 396, root chakra turns grief into joy, resets the spiritual centers of the pineal gland, and the physical centers of the brain to separate pain and pleasure, reducing complicated grief, brings a frequency of joy into integration, back into the emotional body and into the heart, and heals the broken heart. Three plus nine plus six equals eighteen. One plus eight equals nine times seventy-seven equals six ninety-three. Six plus nine plus three equals eighteen times ten equals one eighty. Divided by 9 equals 20 times 11 equals 220 minus 110 equals 110. Sylvegio 417, sacral chakra facilitates change, allows acceptance of the new energies to be transmuted into all bodies, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and translucent heart. Mm-hmm. 
equals 594. 5 times 9 equals 48. 5 plus 4 equals 49. 4 times 9 equals 36. Plus 36 equals 72. Divided by 9 equals 8 times 10 equals 80. Plus 0 equals 8 times 11 equals 88. Plus 8 equals 96. Plus 8 equals 104. Plus 6 equals 110. May the galactic heart awakening always start with ourselves. May the galactic heart break down our internal barriers to love and release them. May the galactic heart breathe more space into our lives to give and to receive love. May the galactic heart create all interactions with integrity and with love. Enter into each of us and some other Gaia, the awakening of the galactic heart. But Gaia, the ancient name for our earth, vibrates with the galactic heart, and the earth, including the mountains, oceans, and trees. But Gaia and ourselves vibrate to our sun, our galaxy, and our physical bodies to the galactic heart frequency. One, one, two, two. Master Sobeggio tones now, and we start the beat of the galactic heart. E- frequency of the galactic heart, 1122, the master of the 174, 285, 396, 417, 528, 639, 741, 852, and 963 to the collective gathered and listening here now and to each and every individual of the galactic collective and the collective. And so it is and so it's been accepted, the galactic heart is beating eternally. We are one. Are you there? (laughs) (laughs) I am here. I am here. How wonderful is that? We have to have to get you to the Hope Interface Center sometime, Shirley B. And I would love to talk a bit more sometime about the Star Convention, possibly coming to the Hope Interface Center. And I know they I would myself, love to be there. Yeah, they would oh, love I'm, to be there. I know Reverend Carrie Chapman invited me long time ago to a Star Convention. Um, I believe uh, near Wisconsin, where she lived, and I thought it was. A very, uh, very powerful convention. So, so very amazing. Yeah. So, as our listeners are winding up tonight and wondering all about uh, them opening up more and more, and perhaps wanting to reach out to you, how could they get a hold of you, my love? You can reach me by email at poet four 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 at gmail.com. I, I buy poetry. I have books published. <laughs> so I poet. So it's poet, P-O-E-T, 444, at gmail.com. Well, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on the program. Shirley, you're one of the easiest um, people I can interview, so I appreciate that so much, so much for being on the program tonight. And helping us uh, get in that new template and and DNA. And I'm going to tell all the listeners that uh, please call Shirley. She'll help you uh, bring in that new template. She's a very powerful, holy um, healer. So I thank you so much for being on the program tonight, Shirley. I am honored always to be on your show. And uh, thank you for what you do. You are doing a tremendous 
great conscious work on this uh, on the planet and intergalactic, and um, I'm very blessed to know you. So thank you. Well, thank you. I wanted to end tonight to let everybody know that you have the power. You are powerful beyond what you could ever begin to imagine. And so I write letters every day. The women in this office watching me on this program tonight, I write three cards every single day. And I do write Mr. President Trump, and this is one that I have to read to you. It is short. Dear Mr. President, we must see the pattern for now world peace by being willing to show the other nations that we are spiritually prepared to live God's law of love. We, a nation founded under God, are truly willing to lay our weapons down, knowing that in the final analysis, our model will touch the hearts of many. We trust now the plan of God for this nation and for this whole world. The acceleration of weapons has risen to an unacceptable height and must stop. I am a member of the Galactic Federation who has joined with others around the United States and the world to link energies of our hearts, to meditate and encourage humanity's humanity's achievement of peace and the preservation of all life upon planet Earth. I will continue to hold a consciousness of love and peace for all in my heart. May we all join together in the divine planet hand the one which the masters know and serve. Sincerely, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. I have not received a message from Donald Trump yet, Mr. Donald Trump, but I am sending energy to him. So my friends, the key point of the teachings tonight is for each of us to meditate daily and also, if possible, a weekly group to send energy of love and light out into the universe. If you are new to meditation and you need temporary support while developing your own inner guidance, we at the Hope Interface Center, as well as Shirley B., wish to support you however we can. We at the Center have been asked by the Galactic Council to provide a quarterly newsletter, a monthly program, such as the Pure Hope Show with all of these wonderful, wonderful uh, people on our show, We offer other classes to assist you in this journey of remembrance. So if you have found this recording of service to you, please, please pass it on to others around the world. Like us on Facebook. Let everyone know that we have this. We only wish to spread this critical message to others who are willing to be loved teachers and volunteers during this time of the Great Awakening please continue to look us up at our website, www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com, to see what we have to offer you. If you would like to be involved in this endeavor, to bring more light and more light upon this planet and to participate with helping this planet ascend, join us every Tuesday, the last Tuesday of the month. We are now having next month Stephen Garrett, an expert, teacher, trainer on becoming a death doula. His company is called Just Alive Consulting, Inc. This is just a bit about the founder. 
when you first meet Stephen, you know that you are meeting a man who walks the walk of a commitment to life. Stephen has the quality of compassion, leader, integrity, strength, leadership, kindness, and knowledge. Stephen's passion for life and death is obvious in his writings, speakings, and teachings. His care for each and every person that he crosses his path is supported by over two decades of first-hand experience in the field of social work, adult education, coaching, facilitating, and mentoring. I also am pleased to say I know Stephen Garrett, and you will not be um, uh, disappointed in tuning in on Tuesday, April 25th, at 7 p.m. So once again, thank you, Shirley. Please contact Shirley, another thank diamond you. on the planet. So I thank you so very much. Until we meet again, everybody, namaste, namaste, namaste. namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. credits or an associate's degree? At Rasmussen College, we think that experience should count toward your bachelor's program. That's why we made transferring credits simple and even offer some courses that let you finish faster if you already know the material. The result? You can enroll in one of nine accelerated business programs for under $8,500 a year. Learn how the experience you already have can take you further at rasmussen.edu. Price reflects total full-time cost, including fees. See rasmussen.edu slash tuition for complete cost details.